Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hola mi gente, bienvenidos, it's Friday. Today's gonna be a short episode. Um, this weekend, Halloween, where y'all at? What you doing? What are you gonna be? If you have a very creative costume, let me know on Instagram or let me know on Facebook groups. I wanna know what you're gonna be and even better, post a family photo. <laughs> would love to see it. I would love to see you mi gente. Um, I see y'all listening every week. And we need to get to know each other a little more. Y'all get to know me. I want to get to know you. Now, if you follow my Facebook group, you'll see that some of my listeners started posting stories on there. And one in particular, I want to get to know a little better and even hopefully have her on an episode. So I can't wait for that. Next month, remember, we are going bi-weekly. So there won't be a new episode every week. I'm not sure if I'm going to do Freaky Fridays bi-weekly still or just regular, so I'll let you guys know. For sure, next week there will not be an episode, and because of this, that's why I chose the topic I chose today, as you see in the title and the episode notes. Now before I begin, I want to let you guys know, well, I'm American, so I grew up here. I've known nothing else. I have visited Mexico many times. The longest I think I stayed was like two and a half weeks, which was too long. <laughs> you gotta understand, my dad, he comes from a very tiny, tiny, tiny town in Guanajuato. And, you know, in tiny, tiny, tiny towns, el chisme, oh man, the chisme is good. But then they start making stories about you and then... You know, you can't do anything. You know, I just feel like you're in your own house, but also you still feel trapped. <laughs> um, there's a lot of places to go, a lot of things to see. And I think that's what I need to do next time is venture out more. So maybe I can do that. If this pandemic ever gets better, <laughs> we will see. I'm not afraid of going to Mexico. I'm afraid of traveling to Mexico and getting sick. So anyway... I want to talk about Dia de los Muertos. Now, a lot of people know of it because sugar skulls, right? Let's be honest. Everybody knows what a sugar skull is. And let me say something. It is not a costume for Halloween, so don't do it. Um, I want to explain what is Dia de los Muertos. Now, Disney released a movie called Coco, which was amazing. <laughs> if you haven't seen Coco, go see it. It explains a little bit more about the holiday and what happens. So I want to tell you a little bit about Dia de los Muertos. So it is a Mexican holiday to celebrate the souls of our deceased families. So what I wanted to share with you is, yes, uh, soy mexicana, but in my family, like I said, I grew up here in America and we are very Americanized, my family and I. Uh, my father's side is more of the well my well I guess I should explain that my mother was also born here and raised here in the Chicagoland area so my dad is the only one who came from Mexico and immigrated here I've asked him before like if he remembers celebrating Dia de los Muertos as a child and other than going to like 
the cemetery to visit loved ones. He doesn't really remember like the ofrendas or anything like that. So it's not something we grew up with. We didn't celebrate it. We celebrated Halloween. So over the years in my studies and just seeing things about Dia de los Muertos, that's all I really know about it. So I wanted to dive in a little more, find out where it came from, how it started, where the ideas came from. So let's get right into it. So Dia de los Muertos is a Mexican holiday and its intention is to celebrate the souls of our deceased family and loved ones. Now, although it is near Halloween and the spooky season, this celebration is nothing dark or scary, and people seem to confuse that most of the time. Now, it's said that the holiday is a blend of Mesoamerican rituals, European religion, and Spanish culture. Now, the actual holiday is celebrated from the night of October 31st to November 2nd. Now, of course, the 31st is known as Halloween night, and then November 1st is El Día de los Inocentes, or Day of the Children, and then November 2nd is All Souls Day, which is the actual Day of the Dead. So how this works is at midnight on Halloween, the gates of heaven are said to be opened and the spirits of children can rejoin their familias for at least 24 hours. Then the next day, the spirits of adults pass through to our world and then they can visit loved ones. So how did all of this begin? So let's talk about the origin of Dia de los Muertos. Now, it is said that it goes back 3,000 years. So rituals were performed honoring dead in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, so like Central America. People like the Aztecs and the Nahua, I think that's how you say it, the Nahua that lived in Central Mexico, they viewed death as a part of life, which they were right. It is a part of life, whether we accept that or not. And they believe that when a person died... They would travel to, forgive me for this pronunciation, because <laughs> I know the C makes like a chis sound. Um, so it's Chichunamichlan, Chichunamichlan, or Chichumichlan. <laughs> really butchered that, sorry guys, but that's pretty much the land of the dead, and that's what they believed in. Now in the land of the dead, there are these levels that they believe that you had to get through before you reached Michlan which is like the end level. If you make it there, that's it. Like you're there for eternity, you'll be happy, whatever. Now the Nahua, they honored their dead by giving food, water, and sometimes tools to help them on their journey through all those levels to eternal life. So the Aztecs and the Nahua, they both believed in after death, you still live on and you have to journey to that special place. Now these two rituals did help inspire the Day of the Dead practices, which is why people leave food and stuff out for their deceased loved ones. Now, in ancient Europe, pagans celebrated death by partying it up with fall festivals that included music, dancing, and bonfires, and of course, lots and lots of comida. Now, in medieval Spain, people would bring vino y pan de animas, which was like a spirit bread, to the resting place of wherever their deceased one was buried. It would also bring flowers and candles, and the candles were to light the way home. Now, in 16th century Spanish conquistadors, conquist <laughs> sorry y'all, conquistadores, I could say that word in Spanish better, wow. They brought these traditions to the new world when they came over, but they also brought with them 
a darker view of death due to all the plagues, which I think is why people learn to now fear death instead of celebrate and welcome it like people of ancient times did. Now what I really want y'all to know is Dia de los Muertos is not, I repeat, not Mexican Halloween. The only real similarity is that costumes are worn and it's around the same time. In El Día de los Muertos, it is believed that the veil between the living and the dead is lifted, leaving the dead to be able to journey home to visit. They are said to celebrate during this time with comida, bailando, música, and of course, margaritas y cerveza. Oh yeah, they drink it up. But they, it's really cute, like they do shots of tequila or whatever your loved one used to like to drink. Now the living guests, they treat these deceased loved ones like VIP by bringing them things to their resting sites or on what are known as ofrendas, which are these altars made in the home. And they decorate these ofrendas with candles and marigold flowers because in Mexico, marigolds are booming at this time of year. So that just pretty much became the flower. Um, they put food and water, pictures of their loved ones. And of course, we cannot forget las calaveras. So skulls, the uh, sugar skulls. Now in the early 20th century, a famous printer and cartoonist, Jose Guadalupe Posada, he used skulls in his artwork to mock politicians and in revolutionary politics. Now, one of his creations was La Calavera Catrina, which I am sure that you have seen at least once in your life. Even if you don't know any Mexicans, live near Mexico, you have seen this once in your life. Now, it is a female skeleton who has on fancy clothes and makeup. So she was created by Posada to show how Mexicans were falling into European culture and fashion over their own culture. La Calavera Catrina is now the most used symbol of Dia de los Muertos. And I want to talk a little bit more about the ofrendas and some of the things you'll see on an ofrenda table or tables or altar. That's really what they are, an altar. So the altar, like I said, is specifically to honor the deceased and loved ones and welcome them into the home. So sometimes on ofrendas you will see papel picado, which is like perforated paper, you know, the paper with all the pretty designs on it. And that is to represent the air that brings the souls home. Sometimes you'll see cups of water and salt, and this is to purify the souls for their return home. The sugar, soul, <laughs> the sugar skulls are there to represent either it represents a person that has passed on, um, but mostly they're for decoration to represent that death is a part of life, which it is. Uh, velas candles, there to guide the soul home, light the way. Most of the food that you find on the ofrenda is like their favorite food. So for me, y'all better be putting some hot wings, fried chicken, <laughs> a bottle of ranch. <laughs> Don't forget y'all. But then there are some like specific foods you'll find like fruta, fruit, any type of seasonal fruit to represent nature. And then something called pan de muerto, which is almost like the pan de, de animas. But it's pretty much dead bread. And it commemorates the cycle of life and death. Uh, sometimes you'll find some incense. 
That's to purify, keep away evil spirits, uh, pictures of your deceased loved ones, family, friends, and like I told you, the marigold flower, which is there to represent light because it's so bright. These flowers are so bright and beautiful, I'm telling y'all. And they are to guide the souls to the home. And then, of course, you will see religious things like crosses or santos. Now, a cross, a lime cross, is to represent the four cardinal points to guide the souls home. Um, some other foods and drinks you'll find on ofrendas usually is this spicy dark chocolate uh, that you could make choco with or a corn-based drink which is called atole which mm, if you don't know what atole is I feel sorry for you. <laughs> atole, pan dulce, all of that. So there you go. Just a little history lesson for y'all. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that and I want to let you know that yes you can say Feliz Dia de los Muertos, Happy Day of the Dead, because it is a happy time. We are celebrating the lives, the lives, the lives of those who we loved who have passed on. So yes, you can say Feliz Dia de los Muertos. That's it for today. I'm going to go carve myself a pumpkin to put out on Halloween. Hope you guys have a fun weekend. Don't forget to send me your photos of your costumes or family photos or your kids or whoever i want to see it your dogs oh my gosh please send me your dog photos don't forget to find me on social media um everywhere just search creepy chisme or you can email me at creepy chisme for you that's the number four y-o-u at gmail.com tell me your stories give me ideas anything don't forget to leave a five-star rating on apple podcast leave a comment so that so that this podcast can reach more people Ooh, and if you have an ofrenda, take a picture and tag Creepy Cheese Man on Instagram. I would love to see it. Gracias por escuchar. Y nos vemos pronto. Be safe, y'all. Creepy Cheese Man is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, stay creepy.